From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for August 27th, 2008. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined each week by my good friends Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Also joining us at the table this week is Walter Eccles, and out in the peanut gallery is Mr. Will Perry. In this week's show, Walter and I will tell you about our recent experience at the House of Blues Gospel Brunch. Julie Martin has her final installment in her Disney wedding series. Uh, This week, she'll discuss honeymoons at Walt Disney World, all that plus the news and roundtable rapid fire on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been weird. Two weeks we haven't sat down together and recorded a show. Um, and I apologize that uh, this is going up late today, uh, but uh, a remnant of the uh, of the storm that uh, passed through here for five weeks, uh, Tropical Storm Fay. Did some damage to the uh, one of the electrical poles outside my house. We've had some problems with that. We had no electricity yesterday, so kind of hard to record a show when you're sitting in the dark. But uh, a couple things we have in housekeeping this week I want to uh, get out of the way. Uh, a lot of you have been asking about T-shirts and when those T-shirts are going to be ready. And we are working on it. We're very, very close. Uh, we have to dot some I's and cross some T's because this is a fundraiser, so we have to make sure we have... Uh, everything everything in place. This is going to be a fundraiser for Give Kids the World in Bob Barley's honor. And 100% of the, co- of the money collected from the sale of these T-shirts will be donated directly to Give Kids the World. Dreams Unlimited is going to be uh, donating the cost of the shirts, So, and we're not charging any administrative fees or anything like that. Um, so each shirt is going to cost $24.95 plus $2.95 shipping and handling. The, like I said, that entire twenty four ninety five uh, goes to give kids the world. The two ninety five is just to cover packing materials and postage. And we are going to be asking for everyone's help in getting uh, helping us sell as many of these shirts as possible. I really, really, really want to raise a lot of money for Give Kids the World. If you're not familiar with Give Kids the World, we're going to put a link on the show notes page this week so you can check them out. But this is a uh, this is a village. Uh, Literally, a village that was built for uh, children with life-threatening illnesses who want to come to Disney World. And a lot of times for these kids, that's very difficult to do because of their medical condition. Um, there's an awful lot of expense involved in, in sometimes getting these kids down here and, and making sure they can enjoy themselves yet still be, still be safe. And Give Kids the World just does amazing, amazing, amazing things for these kids. It's a, it's a tremendous organization. And uh, can't say enough good things about it. It was something Bob loved uh, uh, tremendously. And as a matter of fact, uh, his wife had asked in lieu of flowers that donations be made to give kids the world after he passed, passed away. So we thought this would be a, a cool way of, uh, of raising some money. Uh, we know you guys are real interested in new shirts. These are all new designs. These are, this is an all-new design. It is not through Cafe Press. These are really good, high-quality shirts you're getting. And I think you guys will be really pleased with the job that Will did designing them. I'm real excited about it. And like I said, it's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. I don't want to give you an exact date yet because there are just a couple of things out there we just have to make sure are correct before we start. So we'll ask you for your patience, but they are coming. 
and we are going to need your help. Um, you know, trying to get your friends and family members and coworkers involved in buying shirts, even if they don't care about the show, it's going to a great cause, and I can't imagine anybody wouldn't want to pony up twenty five dollars um, to help give kids the world. So that's uh, that's going to be coming up, and um, I'll just tease you with um, some new prizes that we're going to be adding to the prize matron over the next couple of months. Uh, Disney Photo Pass CDs are going to find their way into the prize matron, as are tickets to Cirque du Soleil, and even some Disney World packages that include dining, not to mention a few cruises. So we have some cool changes coming to the prize matron. And, of course, for those of you who are not may not be familiar with the prize matron, if, you, if you're just finding our podcast, uh, we have a, uh, a device here in our studio that uh, has 50 buttons on it. Each button corresponds to a different prize. In order to get a chance to pick a number, uh, you have to send us an email or a voicemail. If we read the email or play the voicemail on the show, you get a Diz Unplugged T-shirt, and then at the end of every month, we select one uh, listener at random who, who we read or played on the show, and that person gets a shot at the prize matron. Now, that's one way we do it. Sometimes I get generous, or John gets generous and decides give away a few more and we do a couple of different things prize matron has a podcast cruise it still has not been won uh prize matron has trip to disneyland that has still not been won so there's a lot in there there's an ipod in there there's an uh, ipod touch in there there's backstage uh, backstage tours to disney world there's all sorts of fun stuff so lots of prizes to be won is there anything i'm forgetting oh wait we have some prizes to give away don't we oh yeah um, it's been a while since we gave away some prizes. So we have Diane from New York. She's the lady who suggested that Corey and I go to the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, and we refused. <laughs> you get a prize. Politely. <laughs> but um, Pete told her to pick a number. She chose number 10. Number 10. You have won two seven day Universal Orlando passes. These passes are good for seven consecutive days from the date of first use for access to both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. Total cost of this prize is approximately $180. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Oh, there you go. Two tickets to Universal. Not bad. Congratulations. And who else do we have? We have Caroline from the U.K. She actually won a, a Segway tour at Epcot, but she is not of age to do that. So you had told her to pick a new number. That's right. And she chose number 26. Number 26. She's one drinking. <laughs> Give her things she can't use. You have won three days, two nights at the Sheridan Vistana in Lake Buena Vista. The approximate Very range nice. of this prize is $250. Thanks for listening and congratulations. Wow. Great. I hope she can use that. <laughs> yeah. I hope you can use that one. Yeah, really. <laughs> I know she's coming with her grandparents, so maybe they can extend their stay. Yeah, it, uh, I'll tell you, again, I've said it before, and yes, we have a financial relationship with Vistana, but the reason we have a financial relationship with them is because it is a an outstanding, outstanding property, incredibly well-run, gorgeous units, nice big units. Um, these are normally timeshares. When they're not being used as timeshares, they rent them out. And no, you do not get, like, hounded for timeshare, things like that. It's nothing like that at all. No one's going to pitch you. No one's going to try and get you to buy a timeshare. This is actually, they just rent them out as hotel rooms and uh, get a lot of really, really good comments about Vistana. So 
congratulations on that. Why didn't she let the grandparents do the Segway tour? <laughs> what? Do you want her grandparents to be injured while they're on vacation at Walt Disney World? Yeah, come to Disney, break a hip. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> we know what you were insinuating. That's true. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, that uh, that will take uh, take us out of housekeeping and into the news, starting off with our first story. Changes are underway at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. The first uh, such major improvements since this area opened 37 years ago, which really surprised me. Why haven't they done something in 37 years? I mean, it's always, it's, it always gets business. Uh, among the plans are a dog park. Nice idea. Uh, scaled-down water park. Very interesting, considering River Country. Uh, internet access and cable TV throughout the campground. There will also be larger uh, pads to support uh, the bigger RVs that tend to work their way down here. And an upgraded electric cart system. Also being addressed is the problem with proliferating plant species which are not indigenous to the area. I'm not sure what those plants are. Probably kudzu. Kudzu. (laughs) Kudzu is a vine that can overtake. Come on, plant boy. What is kudzu? It's a, it's a vine, vine that takes that over everything. Over, take I know everything it's in, in its path. It's in Georgia. I mean, you, you kill it with dynamite. I mean, it, it it's here too. It won't stop growing. It just really, yeah. Okay, but in Georgia, they say that morning glories are are like a weed. Didn't you tell me that? No, I said that myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> because I don't <laughs> like morning glories. Opinion. I was just saying, wow, that's a, such a beautiful weed. <laughs> um, are they still going to have camping <laughs> at the campsites? Because yeah. that's just not an improvement then in my book. <laughs> While Fort Wilderness does have three Wi-Fi hotspots currently, as well as access from the cabins, the same is not true for the campsites. The planned addition of both cable and Internet access is being widely praised by those who frequent the resort. Uh, The pool area is going to see a major overhaul with the addition of a splash zone and water slide. Uh, Disney's first water park, River Country, which has been closed for a few years now, uh, is also adjacent to this area, and they're saying that they don't necessarily plan on reopening River Country, but they may utilize some of that uh, that part of the so parts of River Country for this new mini water park they're creating as the as the pool for uh, Fort Wilderness because that's uh, River Country used to be the pool. Yeah, I bet they figure out a I way to chlorinate it. Yeah, I bet they have to. That's what I was thinking. I don't understand why they just didn't do that. Well, is it I don't open know. to the lake? It was a freshwater was, lake was, that was open, and uh, it was the water from Bay Lake. Why couldn't they have closed that off? Well, you're still, you're still in sand and all that stuff. I mean, the bottom, yeah. it wasn't cemented or anything. Yeah. They could change all that for Disney. Something that I just wanted to bring up during Tropical Storm But, Fay. of course, there is, uh, of course, if you listen to uh, certain idiots on the Internet, uh, there is no threat uh, at uh, from swimming in lakes or alligators or anything like that. So, um, you know, you, there are certain people you hope... Never mind. During Tropical Storm Fay, there was a lot of standing water in the... Or- in in Florida. And I think every night on the news, they told people to stay out of the standing water because of amoebas. When was this? During Tropical Storm Fat. Yeah, it was all over the news. Yeah. And people are walking yeah, but there's no threat. It. There's no threat. You listen to some of these experts out there. Corey's over there cranking up. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Fort Wilderness getting a lot of changes. And somehow, I guarantee, they're not going to have people swimming in a freshwater lake calling me crazy, but I'm pretty sure about that. You have to wear your chlorine necklace. <laughs> <laughs> and your nose plugs, ear plugs. Really? 
So, all right. Our next story is the sale of land to the Four Seasons has been complete. And guess what? Here comes another rant. Uh, Walt Disney said uh, last Monday that it had completed the sale of 298 acres of its property to Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts for a hotel and golf course to anchor a previously announced luxury development here in Florida. Disney did not disclose the terms of the deal, but said the facility would enable the company to tap into the luxury travel market. What are they doing with the deluxe hotels they already have? I had this talk, and I I said this on the way over in the car. what What are they tapping into? What luxury market don't they have right now at $500 a night for a standard room? What luxury market are they missing? Are there people out there that are really anxious to spend $2,000 a night for a room? I, I don't get it. Um, the plans call for a 445-room, four-seasons hotel, an 18-club championship golf course, and residence club timeshares. Because this, ha- this, this town does not have enough hotels, golf courses, and timeshares, as well as custom single and multifamily vacation homes. Those are the... Uh, uh, the the fractal uh, f- uh, fractal ownership homes we were talking about a few months ago. Um, the expansion will be located in the northeast border of the Walt Disney World Resort. I go back to what I said a few months ago. My question to Disney: What do you do good anymore? We know that you can strike deals with other companies, and you could sell off the legacy and sell off the brand, and license it out to eight million other companies. You're very good at that. What do you do good yourself anymore? Because you're outsourcing everything. Now hotels are not going to be built by Disney. These hotels that we love, these hotels that have developed such amazing loyalty, such an amazing loyalty from, from Disney fans over the years that have done so well, far better than any other hotels like them in any other place. Why are they giving this to Four Seasons? What do we need with a Four Seasons on Disney property? What do we need with a little playground for multi-millionaires on Disney property. I just don't get it. Even beyond that, this new trend of giving up pieces of Disney-owned property is sickening. It is sick. Why would you sell a piece of Disney property when you think about how precious that land is? And you think of the history of what he had to go through. How hard he worked to get it. It just makes you sick. Well, because this is what's in charge. And I really would love at some point... If someone in a, an official position at Disney could answer the question, what do you do good anymore? I think it's a fair question for a fan to ask as we sit and watch so much of the legacy and so much of the brand being sold off to the highest bidder. Because the people that are running things, in my opinion, don't have the kind of creativity that their predecessors did. And rather than work to figure out solutions to tough problems, their answer is to rape the brand. And that's exactly what they're doing, in my opinion. Okay, that's two in a row. You want to go for three? (laughs) This isn't the same thing, sort of, but we were discussing this. When we go to Disney property, we come on Osceola Parkway. It's the way we travel. And you can now see those big hotels that are part of the uh, Bonnet Creek Resort, oh, yeah. it has completely changed the skyline. It has. Instead of that beautiful, lush, open area you see when you approach Disney and it sort of changes into a tranquil setting, it's now these giant hotel towers. It's, it's horrible. It's just terrible. Yep. They, they have a great view from there, too, those hotels. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know they didn't sell that property, but they had the opportunity to buy it, and nobody did. We, you could see them building that. 
um, four seasons. You can see them starting to clear the land. And it's so, I don't know how to put it, it's infiltrated into into property so much, it's it's really going to change property completely. It looks like clear cutting. Yep. But the way it's sort of, it's, it's positioned onto Disney property, it's going to be sad. Yep. And, I mean, they're building a Four Seasons, and we're already going to have a Ritz-Carlton and a Waldorf Astoria. Apparently, this has become a much larger luxury market than we thought. Yeah. And if they're they're going to build a luxury hotel, why not just up the ante at one of their deluxe hotels now? Disney's never been able to keep the five-star rating. There's Disney's never been able to maintain yeah. a five-star rating at one of their resorts. So they're going to go to outside sources. Why not just up the ante? You know how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I don't want to hear they don't have the money, and I don't want to hear they don't have the land, and I don't want to hear they don't have the resources, because they do. And when they can't sell those rooms, you think they What they have- don't have... I'm sorry. What they yeah. don't have is either the intelligence, talent, or or... Yeah, okay, intelligence and talent. They have, they're missing either one or both of those things. And that's the reason they're having to outsource, because I think it's lazy. I think it's lazy, and I think you could do much better. I could think you could do much better for the long-term health of your brand. I think you could do much better to develop more loyal customers, because at the end of the day, the millionaires aren't the one who, ones who are coming back three times a year. So he's going to say, you can't fill those hotels. Are you going to have the Four Seasons free dining now? Yeah, right. Is that going to be part of the free dining package? <laughs> or do you think they're going to want Magical Express? Yeah, exactly. You know, Here, we're going to charge you fifteen hundred dollars a night for a hotel room. Get on the bus. Yeah. So this is the answer. Let's let's invest money. Let, let's invest money in a in a market so small that it actually alienates the rest of our market. So I don't get it. I don't get it. But uh, all right. So that's rant number two out of the way. I don't think I'm going to rant on this one. But our final story, just to talk about Tropical Storm Faye, which came through here last week, and just didn't leave. I've never seen anything like it. It wasn't necessarily the winds were bad. Um, I mean, some, in some parts of central Florida they were, and some parts of central Florida really got hit. The Orlando area got pretty lucky in terms of wind. What we got, what everybody got, was just ridiculous, ridiculous amounts of rain. How much rain? In Brevard County, they're like close to 30 inches. 30 inches. Melbourne you know, got 30, 32 inches of rain. 32. Yeah. You know, I mean, th- think about that. I mean, this, this storm just stalled. They're also still considering parts of uh, St. John's River might be evacuated because yeah. it's starting to swell its banks, and those people might still be Because we're still getting our daily rains as well on right. top of this. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't stopped after the storm And again, that's through. not central Florida, guys. That's the coast. Right. Those are the coastal areas. I mean, central Florida. I mean, the parks are open. The parks are really relatively unaffected, thank goodness, by this. But there were a lot of people who were uh, had to be evacuated from their homes. There was a lot of damage done. Um, from the rain and from the wind in some areas. We have listeners over along the coast who we've been kind of keeping track with on the boards. And um, DJ Lexus couldn't get to his house. He, t- he at one point said there was uh, um, the National Guard at the end of his street. They weren't letting people up and down the streets any longer because anybody walking or boating or running through the water was causing a wake and driving water into people's homes. It's crazy. And guess what? There's another one in the, on the way. We have, uh, well, it's, I think it's a tropical storm, Gustav, still. It's, a hurricane. No, it's already it's a hurricane. Hurricane, yeah. hurricane Gustav. Uh, at the point that we're recording this, which is Wednesday afternoon, uh, it is uh, just clearing Haiti and is expected to uh, get a lot stronger. It's coming into the Gulf of Mexico, and that's expected to happen either the morning of uh, August 31st or 
uh, the morning of Monday, September 1st. So if you are traveling this weekend, right now the path just has it going into the Gulf. It does not show it coming to Florida. Of course, that is a real concern, though, for anybody in New Orleans or, or they're along the Gulf Coast because now they're in the bullseye. Of course, this is still several days out. These things change like the wind. It's always possible if, you know, the, the, the wrong weather pattern happens, all of a sudden now it's coming towards us. So let's hope, I mean, somebody's going to get it. I just hope that it's not as bad as yeah. Katrina was because that's how Katrina became Katrina. It was a weak hurricane when it went into the Gulf, but those waters in the Gulf are so warm right now that it's, to, it's just these hurricanes are becoming like monster hurricanes. And the Gulf is really warm right now, warm the way it was when Katrina went in. Because you got to remember, Katrina went into the Gulf, I think, a Category 1. By the time it, crossed across, it, it passed across the, the, the southern tip of Florida, and by the time it got across the southern tip of Florida, uh, it went into the Gulf as a Category 1 or a Category 2. And within a matter of two days, it was a Category 5. And that's how it hit. So let's hope. We're hoping everybody's safe. We're going to keep an eye on it. Uh, we have been doing updates on the site when they're warranted um, for just for information for anybody who's coming down here. Uh, we try not to get hysterical about these things because uh, God like knows our, our local news. Uh, they have crisis music. And they were, I mean, when we got back from Vegas, I mean, they were just foaming at the mouth on television. Crisis music. That's hilarious. It is. It's true. It is. It's, it's true. true. <laughs> da, na, na, da, na, and then what I love is football. that when it doesn't when it doesn't pan out, when it does not pan out to be the catastrophe they're praying for, then they have to find every little boy whose bicycle got turned over by the winds <laughs> and and interview him for twenty minutes about the terrible impact this has had on his life. And how his life is never going to be the same. It's just insane. There was a discussion on the boards that we can't use the word hunker down or dodge the bullet any longer. <laughs> Please don't. I hate that word after 2004. I never want to hear it again. Hunkering. Hunker down. No just one like, wants please. to hunker down or dodge the bullet anymore. Exactly. How do you hunker? Show I me, know. Kevin. I don't know. <laughs> However, it involves snacks. <laughs> lots and lots of lots snacks. Of snacks. <laughs> the rains were bad, but the winds weren't. So we had to go back out for more snacks. <laughs> we got off the plane here in Orlando, and Kevin called his mom. And at that moment, Governor Christ had had um, declared a state of emergency to protect the keys and to make uh, non-residents evacuate the keys. All of the government officials are stung by what happened after right. Katrina. No one wants to be seen as sitting on their hands, right. kind of thing. So we get off. We get we get onto the monorail. And Kevin goes, "Hey guys, I want you to listen up. Here's the latest on the hurricane." So we all sort of huddle around, and there's other people there in the monorail with us. And Kevin goes, just want to let you know, Governor Chris issued a state of emergency. And there's this lady, older lady, really sweet, and she's very concerned. And she says, you know, I'm going to be here till Tuesday. What should I do? And we're giving her advice. And we all said, we just came back from Las Vegas. We wanted to be home. We have parents here. We have animals here. And Pete said, yeah, I, don't, I want to be home. I don't want my mother to be here alone during a hurricane. And I said, yeah, that's because she starts looting. <laughs> <laughs> that's woman, right, Mom. That's exactly what he said. You can see Miss Madeline with a huge bag this on her back. This woman had the big eyes and, yeah. like, really? <laughs> Pushing one of those big shopping carts with a flat screen TV. You should have seen the woman on the monorail with us, though. She just looked at Pete like, your mother loots? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so we are going to keep an eye on Hurricane Gustav. And like I said, if there is any, uh, if there is any update, if, there, if it looks like there's going to be any impact to Central Florida, uh, we will be putting, uh, we'll be putting updates on the, on the site. I want you to know I posted something about this on the boards, and I would like to apologize to all the meteorologists who listen. I know you don't do restaurant reviews. I shouldn't be doing weather reports. But I explained there were people who didn't understand about hurricanes. We have a listener in Italy who's kind of concerned. So, wait, you got you you were taking crap from meteorologists? No, but we do have meteorologists <laughs> okay. who post and listen, and I want them to know that I'm sorry in advance. Oh, okay. okay. No, no one said I've, anything. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I was. Okay, when meteorologists start getting the weather right on the news, and they can start correcting us. No, we have <laughs> okay. meteorologists who listen to us and post on our boards. Oh, okay, and. I just wanted them to know that I'm not taking hopefully up weather reports. Hopefully they're more accurate than, like, Al Roker. Don't who, think, I, I don't think Al Roker has ever gotten a weather report right once. He's not a weatherman. He's a comedian. I, I think there's certain names we should stay away from, too. Don't you think, like, Gustav? Yeah, I'm Adolf, I want to be in charge of Mussolini. picking the hurricane names, you know? <laughs> I want something like George or Gus. Gary. Yeah, any scary names <laughs> need to be stayed away from. Yeah. Jeffrey Natasha, Dahmer, Natasha, and Boris. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right, that's going to do it for the news this week, folks. But it does make a good segue into the weather, just to give everybody an update. Uh, while we are still getting our daily storms, at least the heat is starting to subside. Uh, next Monday, the high is only going to be eighty-three, which nice. is like spring, given what we've had. Pull out the coats, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> get the homeless, get the homeless in off the streets. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering if we're, if we're finally starting to see the beginning of the end of summer. Uh, maybe some of this heat's going to start ratcheting down a little bit because it's been, it's been brutal this year. The heat and the humidity have just been worse than in the 10 years I've lived here. I don't think it's, I've ever had it worse than this in terms of weather. Still wasn't as ridiculous. bad as Vegas. Still was not as bad as You see, that heat, did, that heat did not bother me nearly as much. It was like walking in an oven. It was a toaster oven. But yeah. you don't and sweat. It, I like that. You know, what, you know how we're not allowed to say hunker down? People in Vegas have to stop telling me it's a dry heat. No, it, So is my toaster oven. <laughs> <laughs> Crap still melts in there. You know, I can remember a food and wine festival years ago, maybe 01. We had to wear jeans and long sleeve shirts. I want those days back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be nice. We know you all want to come swimming when we go here, when you come here, but come on, it's just 103 is too hot. So, all right, well, and just to, oh, we don't have a, I don't have any uh, temperature on my thing. Is that it's it? Seventy nine. It's so high, it's gone hey, over. It's blank. The, I'll get it, was, it for you. I was going to tell you what the temperature was, but now I can't. It's maxed out. Give it a minute. I'm Kevin pulls out his trusty iPhone. That's right. <laughs> it is 89. It is 89 Whoa. degrees right now. And sunny. And, yeah, not too bad, but I'm sure we'll get pissed on at some point today, like every other day this year. So. I'm just glad this week it's been later. It's been like nighttime before it rains because I prefer nighttime rain than daytime. And I just apologize to everybody right now. I'm in a, I'm in a mood today, okay, as you can probably tell. Um, I've been in a little, bit of, I'm a, I'm in a little bit of a mood for some reason today. I'm just very energetic and can easily be set off. <laughs> It's He's built, a little. It's built up after two weeks. a little bundle of dynamite over there. I am a, just a little bundle of energy. Um, all right, that'll do it uh, for, like I said, the news and the weather. Uh, we're going to move on with rapid fire, 
and Kevin's hand shoots right up. Because it's my turn to rant. God. People in our people write to us all the time and ask us where they should go for their groceries, and I just would like to tell you that the closest grocery store is the Goodings in the Crossroads area. Goodings at one time was the premier grocery store yes, in it Orlando. Was. This was top of the line. This was the Four Seasons of grocery stores. This has become an embarrassment. It is a dive, and you should avoid it at all possible costs. The refrigeration doesn't work. The carpets are stained. The shelves are not stocked, the store is dirty, and the help is downright nasty. When I lodged a customer service complaint about the help, the woman told me that she's been with the company for over 20 years. When I asked why she was still doing what she was doing, she told me it was a cultural difference. I asked her what culture she was from after 20 years. I asked for the name and number to call the main office. She gave me a phone number. I called the phone number, and she answered the phone. (laughs) I suggest with all my heart that you go to Winn-Dixie, you go to Publix, you go to Super Walmart, you go to Super Target. You avoid Goodings in the Crossroads. It's overpriced. And nasty. Yeah. If um, you're taking a cab, it's it's worth the extra money to take that cab, you know, down to the Walmart. I will say that even though I am not a a personal fan of Winn Dixie, the one on Apopka Island in Lake Buena Vista is a beautiful store. It is. It is. And as a matter of fact, uh, my sister Lisa, her husband, is the uh, is the manager of that store. They also so. cater to. Uh, more towards the tourist than another supermarket in the Orlando area would. You'll find things that if you're staying in a hotel will be easier for you to use in a hotel than you would at like a local Publix, which wouldn't have the same amount of tourist-based in, um, product. Just stay away from Goodings. I yeah. heart my Publix. Yeah, I love Publix. <laughs> I love Publix. But I drive all the way down to the one at Hofner and Conway. You don't like this one? Mm-mm. I love this one. I think it smells funny. Julie's set in her ways. <laughs> Believe me. It's, it's, it's two miles to drive, but that's nothing when it compared with... I just love that store the best. Even when I go by myself, she's like, you're going to go to that one? Go to the other one. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. Does she I, talk like that? No. I've been, I've been shopping at this Publix for five years. It's Wait, are you talking great. about this one or the one by the Walmart? I'm talking the one right here on Conway. Oh, I'm Conway talking about the one by the Walmart. The one by the Walmart smells. It's oh, terrible. I don't, I don't go into that one. I don't like that one that much either. <laughs> That's the one my mother goes to. This one I'll go to if I'm just like getting something quickly when I'm on my way home. But if I'm making a big trip, I go down. No, I love I love my Publix. Love. The people that are listening are fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this is a, a really go to that one, but not this one. They're okay. going to be staked out in front of that Publix waiting for Julie. Yeah, the next time any of you happen to be going to a Publix in, in downtown Orlando, you'll have this information handy. All right. And they sell better Girl Scout cookies in front of the Publix. Did you know that? Do they? When Dixie, the poor little girls who get the peanut butter and like all the ones that people don't buy, <laughs> they get put in front of the Win Dixie. I'm not kidding. I learned this this last Girl Scout cookies. No. By the way, Girl Scout cookies are going the way of gas. <laughs> At what point have we reached the the peak? Oh, I hope never. I think it's been a great fundraiser. Yeah. I love the cookies. I know, but, but they're, they're four bucks a box at this point. That's all right. It's and they going give you, to a great cost. It's going to an incredibly good cost. Then just give them money. <laughs> Lower the price <laughs> of the then, cookies. But I can give them money and get cookies. <laughs> Why would I not do this? But you get it's $4 and you get seven samosas. Sorry, I said Kevin off. <laughs> if I didn't like the cookies, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> can you do a cookie review for us? 
Uh, you see what happens when we don't sit down behind the mic for two weeks. We just all start ranting. <laughs> we build it up. Oh, my. All right. Is that it, Kevin? I'm done. I'm just don't go to Goodings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Corey, what do you got? Um, I have some California Adventure updates. Uh, as we all know, the California Adventure is completely redoing the entire park. Um, our tour guide during the Walt, Walk and Waltz Footsteps tour was kind of going over some of these things. I know a lot of these have been, um, you know, out there already, but I'm just going to go over what she told me. The, um, you know, the California sign from a California Adventure, that's going away. The, the Golden Gate Bridge, they're getting rid of that. The mural... And all those lockers and everything when you walk in, they're doing away with all of that too. The um, that it's going to be themed around 1920s LA. They're going to have a um, the partner statue that's very very famous at World and uh, Land right in front of the castle. They're going to do a version of that with a younger Walt and a younger Mickey in front of there. There's going to be new shops and dining. They're going to have a uh, a red streetcar trolley um, in that area. Paradise Pier. The, a lot of the rides are getting rethemed. The Mulholland Madness ride is going to become something like Goofy's Flight School. They're trying to theme everything around Disney characters. The Sun Wheel is going to become Mickey's Fun Wheel. Isn't it because they're dedicating the park to Walt? Yeah. And, you know, the early, early Walt, early California. The uh, Orange Stinger is going to become the Silly Symphony Swings. Which ba- I have to say, I love the Orange Stinger. Really? Swinging those swings. It is so fun. You'll be swinging, but the Orange is going to go away. It's going to be based on the band concert, the 1935 cartoon short featuring Mickey, the first colorized Mickey. The uh, the Golden Dreams, that's going away. Um, it's going to be replaced by a Little Mermaid attraction. Is that that movie? That's the Whoopi Goldberg movie. <gasps> I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was really good. I learned some things. If you need some AC, that's where you go. But that's that's going away. Um, guests are going to be riding in a little clamshell vehicle. There's going to be a, a play area outside with fountains and a water garden. Surrounding. Yeah, because The Little Mermaid is still so relevant. <laughs> They're making a new movie. Yeah. Have you seen that? that? It's, For DVD. It's a Little Mermaid, how she was born or something. The yeah, prequel. The beginning. No, they're not. They yes, yeah. they are. It's a prequel. It's for DVD. She's it's, it's, like, it's, yeah, well, then you, you, we can we can tell what the quality of it's going to be when it's released direct show. to DVD. <laughs> it's going to be like Little Mermaid, the embryo. It's Even Disney. It's a little tad you know, you, you know that when Disney has a film property that they will not release in theaters, even they think it stinks. Really? So. Cinderella, the single mother years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, some other other changes they're going to be doing. They're going to be retheming all the uh, Paradise Pier games of the Boardwalk to more Disney characters. Like the games will, you know, be associated with Pooh or whoever else. Um, the bear. You, they've already started with this whole, this whole transformation with Toy Story Mania. Um, we'll see more of that. The Malaboomer. Uh, there's rumors that they're taking that down. Well, they're going to have to do something because one of the complaints was not just the theming. It was the fact that a lot of these attractions were bought off the shelf, so to speak. These were not things that were designed by Walt Disney Imagineering. These were things that, you know, pretty much any uh, any theme park could have bought. So well, that there's was always room th- for another Dumbo magic carpet <laughs> triceratops spin thing. Right. Right. So let's. I'm hoping they'll come up with something. Our tour guide, Mary Lena, she was very excited about these changes. Yeah, she was. I got the feeling that she hates California. <laughs> she was listening. The a locals lot. do. They hate it. They hate it. The um, there's going to be a water show. It's going to be themed around the wonderful world of color. 
uh, similar to Fantasmic, I would say, without the uh, the fireworks. There's going to be an amphitheater around there. Um, as we all know, there's going to be Cars Land, a whole land dedicated to the Cars movie. It's going to be about 12 acres um, being cool. built on the existing spot of one of the parking lots. There's going to be attractions including Radiator Springs. What are they going to do when they run out of parking lot? No. <laughs> when they run out of parking lot to build theme parks on, well, what already, exactly are they going to do? They well, start they, building the theme parks one on top of the other? They already have that parking structure in like downtown L.A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You go out there and it's like, there's the parking garage. Okay, how much further to Disneyland? 20 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, some of the rides that they're going to have, attractions they're going to have over there, Radiator Springs, Racers, Tomaters, Junkyard, Jamboree. Luigi's Roman Tires, and there, there's going to be a jungle gym, a tire jungle gym, and some other things, too, they're going to have there. Um, there's also rumors that they're going to have a drive-in restaurant, similar to how we uh, have the sci-fi dining theater here. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah, let's recreate that. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then, let's um, make sure we spread the crap from one coast <laughs> to the next. Domain Tommy's driving. <laughs> there's going to be some good stuff over there. I think that this land sounds really cute. Yeah, I think it's going to be great for boys. I, I really do. I think it's going to yeah, be great. Exactly. For little boys. You know, I mean, a bug's land is pretty successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, how they went and themed that entire area. I mean, that's. I think that's one of the best themed areas right now in California Adventure. The Corey whole. does a great Heimlich impression. <laughs> the do caterpillar we? from a bug's land. Okay, well, now we have to hear it. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> I love candy corn. <laughs> I think we wrote it just so he could hear his voice. Oh, I, love it. I, I crack up laughing in that, li- that little short train ride. It's the, it's the funniest thing. I love watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> that has to become one of those little <laughs> dropping things. Um, and some other things, the Hollywood Pictures backlot. They um, they may change that to uh, to be called Hollywoodland. They are also replacing um, Muppet Vision. 3D. Okay, they do. Know, they, they are remembering that Hollywoodland was the name of a movie about the murder of George Reeves, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's going to happen is like every but, but, every day at three, <laughs> somebody, gets, somebody gets somebody gets off. Wasn't that the name of a drag queen too? <laughs> no, that was Hollywood Lawn. Never mind. <laughs> oh, man, and I'm almost done. Uh, I think they're going to be uh, replacing Muppet Vision. Uh, no telling what they're going to replace it with. Maybe Phil Her Magic, maybe uh, Chronicle of Narnia. And there's also talk they're going to have a new show for the Hyperion Theater. Maybe Toy Story Mania. Not Toy Story Mania, the Toy Story, the musical. Something like that. But she did tell me, you know, I'm listing all these things off. Some of these are rumors. Some of these are set in stone. Some of them aren't. I'm just telling you what I heard. Cool. There you go. Great. Thank you, Corey. Mrs. Martin. Okay. I love these race um Updates. Yes, you do, don't you? <laughs> I always pick the running ones. I figure you guys aren't going to choose. And she them, hates right? to run. <laughs> I don't run. But Disney's Race for the Taste 10K is coming up. It'll be Sunday, October 12th at 7 a.m. So you have to get up early if you're going to participate. And you will race through Disney Hollywood Studios and the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. There's going to be a post race picnic, which includes taste stations from the festival. And with the purchase of the picnic ticket, your friends and family can join you visiting the taste stations. There's also going to be a canned food drive that will benefit the Second Harvest Bank. I think that's a really good thing. And then this is a chip-timed event with online results after the race. There's going to be an athlete refreshments at the finish line. I mean, thank goodness. 
you know, thinking, shouldn't there be one anyway? Do they have to announce it? Here's a hose, six dollars, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping all this is included. And then awards will be presented to the top three female, male, military, and age group winners, as well as the male and female champions in the Masters and Wheelchair Divisions. Now, each participant will receive a collectible pint glass, a goodie bag, a Race for the Taste 10K finisher medal, a personalized bib. That's only if you register before September 1st. Now, I'm not sure if they mean, like, a bib like a baby wears. I I have no idea. I guess they figure you're going to pig out after the race. I I think the bib is what you wear in the race, that thing that goes over you. Oh, okay. I think. With your number on it? Yeah. Are they going to have a thousand people with baby bibs and diapers? (laughs) (laughs) A thousand grown men. So basically, you get in shape to do the race, and then you pig out afterwards. (laughs) I like how they have food at the end. They should have food I like the last part. (laughs) I could do that. Is that a competition? Is that one of those things where you're going to show up in the cab all huffing and puffing? (laughs) Where's the food? (laughs) Just break through the ribbon. (laughs) Right. I'm sure there are people out there who want to do this. Oh, absolutely. There you go. And to both of you, we say good luck. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just be at the taste station. Every time I drive past somebody who is running, jogging down the side of the road, I say to myself, you're a better man than I am. You can go out and do that because I can't make it from here to the kitchen. (laughs) without having to stop and take a cigarette break. So, all right, that's going to do it for Rapid Fire because I don't have anything. What about me? Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry, John. (laughs) Did he sound sad or what? I thought we started with you. I'm sorry. Come on, Timmy. John, get ahead. (laughs) Sad. My first one, I have two. So, my first one. My first one's a rumor. We're hearing reports from the Disney Magic that's on the repositioning Panama Canal Cruise at the moment. That 2010 Disney Cruise Line itineraries are going to be released in October. We hear October 7th is going to be the date they're announced, and October 14th is going to be the day they go on sale. We're very happy about this, that Disney hasn't waited until January to release the following year's itineraries, and we're very happy that they're going to give us at least a week ahead of time notice to... Sounds like they listened to a few of our suggestions. We think that's very cool. Now, that's pretty much set in stone. They've been announcing that on the cruise. The rumor part is that one of our Disboard members contacted Tracy. They found an article that talks about six cruise lines submit proposals to operate in Glacier Bay. And one of those cruise lines is Disney Cruise Line. Oh. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Glacier Bay being in Alaska, Alaska, of course. For the 2011-2012 new ships and or current ship depending on what's going to go on. This definitely won't be for 2010. Be if they're right. submitting their proposal now, they have to have their itineraries in place. But So we're thinking about 2011, 2012, we may see an Alaskan cruise on the horizon. So that's very exciting. The, very next, the next thing I have is um, Disney announced a huge package discount while we were away, actually, um, a Magic Your Way package. They're promoting it as a $49 per person per night rate. This is based on the party makeup and where you stay and all that type of thing. Don't think that if, as a single person going there, you're going to get $49 per night. It's based on two adults, a junior, and a child traveling. And uh, some good dates, September 28th through December 23rd, which tells us that Disney's not full for a good portion of the year. And what's really exciting about this is I have... um, polled our Dreams Unlimited travel agents 
Some of them liked it. Some of them didn't. And <laughs> I was like thinking that he pulled them, like flogging them. And we have saved our clients traveling over that period. I'm glad I made Kevin laugh. <laughs> We've saved our clients traveling to have booked with us who are traveling over that time over $50,000 My Lord! in savings. These are some incredible discounts. Now, I just want to explain to people when, uh, well, first of all, we talk about Dreams Unlimited Travel. Again, with full disclosure, John and I are owners, part owners, in Dreams Unlimited Travel. And when we talk about saving our clients money, uh, one of the things that Dreams does is after you book with us, when Disney releases these things or new, op- new discounts or offers come out, um, our, your, your, whoever is assigned as your agent does their absolute best, and they do a very good job of going out and trying to get you that new deal. They don't wait for you to contact them. That was one of the ways I, I wanted to set it up from the very beginning was that we would do things like that, kind of made us a little different. Now you've got a lot of people doing it, but you know, in, ni- in November of 1999, we were the only ones that were out there doing customized itineraries and uh, doing uh, things like this, uh, you know, discount checking. checking and personalized itineraries for every day of your stay and uh, working with uh, you know a, a Disney vacation specialist, someone who has been to Disney multiple times, goes multiple times a year, knows the product inside and out. Very proud of our agents. Very proud of Dreams. Very proud that we just yes. saved our clients fifty thousand dollars in a week. That's that's a great way. That's a great that's a great thing. And this isn't just calling up Disney and saying, "Can we have this discount?" A lot of what's involved in this is, well, the discount's not available for your current reservation, but if you upgrade to a different resort, you can get it either for the same price or less. So there's a lot of work that's involved in getting that number. We don't just say it's not available for your reservation. We're not going to we're going to just stop at that point. They really try to work. It, it's it's a pride thing for them. You know, they really want to help their clients have the best vacation possible. They really try hard and work hard to get these savings. For them. Very, very proud of the business we've built, really and truly. We have so. Excellent, excellent agents, that's for sure. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Mangi. And that will wrap it up. All right, we're going to move on to our, our next segment. Uh, a few weeks ago, Walter and I, along with my mom and younger brother, had an opportunity to go out and do the House of Blues Gospel Brunch. This was my my second time, Walter and my second time, uh, doing it, uh, just to give you some uh, some facts about the, the the house the House of Blues Gospel Brunch. This is something that's done at all House of Blues, not just the one here in Orlando. If you have a House of Blues near you locally, uh, these Gospel Brunches are done there, and they're very very similar. Uh, some of the menu items on the buffets may change from location to location, but generally speaking, these are are very very similar events. Uh, these are done at ten thirty here in Orlando. These are done at ten thirty a.m and 1 p.m. every Sunday. Uh, prices are $33.50 plus tax for ages 10 and up, $17.25 plus tax for ages 3 through 9. Now, the buffet that they offer you as part of the brunch, which is a pretty impressive buffet, um, fresh pastries, croissants, muffins, cinnamon buns, assorted fresh fruit, cooked chilled prawns with cocktail sauce, Caesar salad, uh, field greens with spiced pecans and blue cheese crumbles with tomato shallot, a tomato shallot vinaigrette, broccoli salad with crispy bacon, Creole potato and asparagus salad, scrambled eggs, roast potatoes, cheese grits, bacon and sausage, biscuits and country gravy, homemade waffles, made-to-order omelet station, barbecue chicken, Creole chicken jambalaya, cornmeal-crusted catfish, I'm not done, delta red beans and rice, macaroni and cheese, turnip greens, fresh-baked corn muffins, 
roast top round of beef, honey-baked ham, apple cobbler, white chocolate banana bread pudding, key lime pie, pecan squares, cheesecake, chocolate walnut brownies. And what did Walter eat? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know me. I never eat a lot of these things. You know, you look, see the size of me. You think I you know, eat my way through life. But I'm really, I'm really not a, a, a huge eater. But I got to say, this was a terrific. The food was terrific. Yeah, so whether you want breakfast or just southern cuisine, they have they have everything. They had a good mix. They had a very Yeah, and their omelet their omelet station is very good. Yeah, you had a, you went back to a couple times. I had one omelet, but you went back a couple times. Yeah, I think omelets. I had more, more than one omelet, but it was all it's very good. <laughs> I think I had more, more than one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't eat the way I used to, but not the I, way you used to, but he can still bring it. He can still bring it. He can sit down and and put away a meal like Do you a, save up like Corey when you're going to know you're going to go to a buffet? No. He doesn't have to. Not really. He his metabolism, it just, it kills me. You know, 48 years old, and his metabolism, he's got the metabolism of a 17-year-old. It's amazing. He can put away, yes, you do. <laughs> so he's sitting there shaking. That's why I don't, I don't eat so much, because I can't do it the way you used to. Me too. Anyway, anyway. I'm, I have the metabolism of a 17-year-old <laughs> sperm whale. You I think me. you just gave yourself a new nickname. It's <laughs> <laughs> my tag. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, no, there's just too many places I can go with it. There's just too many places. No. We're just going to go on. We're just going to move on oh, with our little review. So we got there. We, we, we actually had uh, reserved the 1 p.m. Um, uh, the 1 p.m. brunch. We did it the day before. We were actually at Disney Quest. And I kept saying to myself, you know, I've been saying to myself, I got to get my mom over there because I know she would absolutely love it. And you know, I'm saying that as we're standing outside House of Blues, I'm like, all right, let me just look yeah, it the, now. The light bulb went off, and he's it's like, like, let me walk inside and try to get, I don't you know, know I reservations. Could, I could go talk to this woman in the, in the window right in front of me and see if there's anything there. So we got our uh, uh, we got our reservations, and we got there. I think about twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. And at first we thought we were like at the wrong place because there was no nobody there. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. This starts at one. You got to figure they're going to let you in about ten, fifteen minutes early. And so it, you know, a half hour before, nobody's, nobody else is here. We were the first ones. And people did show, but it seemed like a lot of people came either at one or after because when, even when they opened up the doors, it was nowhere near full. And uh, if you have not been in the the House of Blues, this is not done in the restaurant side. This is done where the uh, where the theater, the theater is. Yes. So um, everything there's a, you know really long. There's, there's two stories that they see that where you can be seated. Um, both floors have a very very long bar against the back wall uh, opposite the stage, and that's utilized uh, for uh, coffee and juices, the omelet station, and some condiments, and then. Um, along the uh, the far wall is where they have the buffet station, which is this massive. I just you, you heard what I read off to put all that food out. It's a huge, huge uh, uh, buffet, and uh, you know as soon as we got in, we grabbed our plates and started chowing down. And like I said, the food. Everybody gave the food very high marks. Yeah, the food was incredible. It was hot. It was well prepared. It was fresh. It was tasty. It was unique. There was something for everyone. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you like to eat. There was something for everyone on that buffet. And again, now thirty-three fifty for any buffet any, is pricey. But then comes you know a the fact that you've got you've got some some really great food being served, 
and then you get the entertainment. This is where we were a little disappointed this time. Well, I think like any other thing, it depends on the act. It, and last time our, our act was a little more enthusiastic. Yeah, this this group, you know, what, what they have, they have. I guess I don't know if they're if they're it's, if, if these are traveling gospel groups or local gospel groups that they get. Um, the last time we went a couple of years ago, the gospel group, the gospel family they had singing was tremendous. They had this place absolutely. They just blew the blew the the, the roof off the place. I remember shaking a napkin in the air because right. that's what they had. There you was do a lot of that were... going on. There was a lot of people getting up and clapping and stomping their feet and really getting into it. Um, not in a religious way. This was not a religious experience per se. Um, just in a very you know, gospel is an incredibly energetic yeah, like uh, form of music, and it's all celebratory. And I think that's what a lot of people think when they think of gospel. That's what we went in expecting this time. And I will say that the, the, the talent of this group was without question. They were phenomenal. They were very, very good, all of them. But these were ballads. The first five or six numbers they did were ballads. Now, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, you're in the dark, it's cold, and you just got done gorging on food, and you got some woman singing love songs to you. Okay? Needless to say, I'm going into some kind of heroin nod while I'm, while I'm listening to this. And I kept saying to Walter, I'm like, is it me? Am I just not in the mood for this? And he's like, no, this is, they got to pick it up. And toward the end, they did. Toward the end, they did, and that was great. Um, but the uh, the beginning of it, and again, these these acts change out. I'm not sure what the frequency is with which the acts change out, but I, I get the impression it's fairly regular. I think they started off a little on the upbeat, and then unfortunately in the middle is when they started doing the ballads, and that's when you really started losing the energy. Yeah, and they started trying to get people to clap, and nobody's clapping, and they wonder why. Well, you put us all to sleep. Half the, half the restaurant is snoring right now. But uh, it was... Like I said, that was a little bit disappointing because I, I went in with a preconceived notion of of what to exp- uh, you know of, of based on the experience we had had the last time mm-hmm. we went. And before I forget, I love that MC. I don't know what her name is. Does she ever say who she is? But she's very good. She no. was there last time. Was she? Yeah. Oh, that's right. She was. I like her a lot. I don't know her name. If I knew her name, I would say she's great. But I'll tell you some of the some of the women that were singing though, they could really belt out a song. Well, that guy's daughter at the end. At the end, she was getting down. She was and, screaming. And she's wearing these, she's wearing these four-inch spiked heels, and she is jumping around that stage. I'm like, how is she not breaking a leg jumping around like that? But it went on. We were, uh, you're, you're in there for about, uh, it's about an hour and a half, uh, I think, from, from start to finish. And uh, in my opinion, it, it's the food alone. The food alone was worth the price of admission. Um, but depending on the gospel act you get, and there's really no way to know, unless you're, unless you're like really follow gospel music and you know the various you know, acts. I was, was going to ask you, I tried to find this out on my, on my own and I couldn't. Does it say which group they're having for the gospel brunch, or is it just whoever you get when you show up? Um, I was not able to find anything okay, identifying I the groups. Okay. So... That doesn't mean it's not out there. I did look, and I wasn't able to find anything. Um, and I will say that when I was trying to ask some questions to some of the people at the House of Blues, they were not exactly the most forthcoming with information. And I will say that uh, the uh, the omelet lady 
looked like she was having a pretty bad day. <laughs> she had a very flat affect. It was just maybe she's not a morning person. She is a counselor when I'm coming out. She had a flat affect. She was a witch. <laughs> She made an omelet, no more, no less. That's all. If I can tell what your mood is while you're making an omelet, there's something <laughs> wrong. I don't want him, I don't want you to be moody. I, you know, overly jo- joyous and underly joyous. I just don't want to know what your mood is. Make the omelet and move on. How much time did you have between getting in until the, the group started to play? Uh, you have about 45 minutes. You have plenty of time to Eat. actually go back a couple of times. Oh, that's good. And... Uh, you can go back a couple of times and fill your plate up, and you're not rushed at all. It did not feel rushed. Yeah, in the least, but the food is still being served while the show is going right, on. Right, that's what I was going to say. And this was funny because I said to the one, I said to you know nasty omelet lady, um, <laughs> you know how late do you keep the food out? And again, they're just not real forthcoming with information. She goes for thirty minutes after the show starts, and I said, okay, how long is the show? Thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so the food's pretty much out until the end of this. Well, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's an awful lot of work for a simple question. <laughs> um, and But it was about 10 minutes. See, I was paying attention, about 10 or 15 minutes, I think, before they went off. About 10 minutes before uh, they went off stage, they started pulling the food out. But, uh, you know, the coffee and the uh, coffee and juices, it's all, it's all there. It's all included. I don't believe there was any, like... Were they serving like any alcoholic beverages? I didn't notice. I don't think they were. Serving. I don't remember them selling mimosas this time. I didn't see mimosas or bloody marys. So no, I don't remember. Going to your brunch looking for that? I'm not entirely certain you'll find it there. How crowded was it? Was it not table? crowded it, at all. It wasn't full. No, it was actually kind of unnerving to me because this has always been so popular. It's been popular for many, yeah. many years. A lot of people have really liked this place, and I don't know if it, maybe the 10:30 show had been busier and. Whatever, but you know, we're talking about a Sunday in August yeah. at one o'clock in the afternoon at Disney World. This is this is kind of prime time. I always get a little nervous with uh, buffets that don't have a lot of people in the restaurant. Well, this is what confused me because I could understand if the food had been bad or if there was, and it wasn't. This food was just—I mean, it was tremendous. I was really impressed with the quality of it. it. The eggs weren't, you know, the eggs weren't runny, and the omelets were tasty and. Everything they put out. I didn't eat anything where I said, ugh, that's garbage. Um, everything had a very unique taste to it. Obviously, somebody put a lot of effort into this. Yeah. This was just not, you know, a buffet that was thrown together. Uh, clearly, some effort went into it. Um, and clearly, a great deal of effort goes into the show. I don't, want to, I don't want anybody to think I'm saying the show wasn't good. The show was good. The show just wasn't as energetic as I expected it to be based on my last experience and based on my very limited uh, exposure to gospel music. It had a flat affect. It had a very flat affect. Yes. Well, no, last time they, like I said, they were we were waving napkins, we were doing everything, and this time we're sort of snoring halfway yeah. through. You know, I mean, only because it could have just. I was getting up and you know, like walking around, and <laughs> like, talking to the omelet lady. Well, first of all, <laughs> I will also say that if you're seated, if you're seated upstairs, um, downstairs, right in front of the stage, they have a series of round tables and chairs. Very, very nice. The rest of the seating in the place, though, are benches, and like these be- long benches and these you know kind of narrow tables that line the railing all around uh, all around the stage area. So you've got a great view, but as far as sitting for any length of time, it wasn't exactly comfortable. And getting in and out was difficult. Getting in and out was difficult. So you know if you have a chance getting in and out of the, sh- the out of the sh- pews these, oh. these benches or pews it's really like a pew up. and you've got entrance on one on both ends 
Yeah, so whoever's of, in the middle, it's not easy to get in and out. Yeah, think about a horseshoe. I get it. Around the stage. Oh, yeah. Um, upstairs and downstairs with the, with the benches and these very narrow wooden tables. And it was not exactly comfortable. My mom, who has back problems, was really not doing too well sitting for that length of time there. Um, so these are things to keep in mind. If you can get downstairs onto the floor and get a seat at a table, um, I think you're going to have to have at least a party of five to get one of them, though. Um, they will not, I don't think they will give you a table uh, unless you have a party of five. That's what those tables seat, five or six. But uh, if you have a party of five, I would definitely go for a table. So you were downstairs? We were upstairs. We were upstairs. upstairs at the... Uh, at one, uh, yeah, one of the... Uh, on, and one there of the was benches. a buffet thing upstairs and downstairs. And downstairs, and downstairs, yes. downstairs yes. You're thinking of walking up and down those stairs with your food, aren't you? Yeah. I was thinking. Oh, no. No. No, it's on both levels. You don't have well, to Well, no, do I that. had said, you know, because I had said, you know, my mom can't n- navigate steps. So I was a little nervous about being on the second floor. But there was an elevator there to bring her upstairs. And uh, not that you can't navigate steps. Going upstairs bothers her back. Downstairs, she's fine. But, uh, you know, so, so things like that definitely play into it. But overall, I mean, given the, given the price point, given the food, given the entertainment, um, and given how much my mother loved it, it was a home run. I mean, I really give it. I, I've always said that I, I, I recommended Gospel Brunch. Uh, that, that recommendation is renewed uh, here. And uh, I, I say absolutely go do it. Do not be the least bit concerned that you think this is going to be like going to church on Sunday. Um, it's not It's not like that. At least it wasn't for me. Um, does it have religious overtones? It's gospel music. Of course it does. But uh, even if you're not religious, I can't imagine anybody could not get We have very up. talented people singing, so yeah. if you like to enjoy that then if you like good music good. if you like real if you like seeing people like just do amazing things with music it's a great great uh, brunch to go to they didn't make you feel guilty about your sexuality no there was no oh. one. <laughs> it really never came up but <laughs> only with the omelet lady <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like church at all for <laughs> what no there was no testimony or anything like that going on uh, so it sounds good i want to try it you should. I think you'd Except like it. Except for I that think pew thing where you have to climb over say, people with your mom in a wheelchair. I'm sure we could get that. You'll absolutely table. be downstairs. She's table. going whether she wants to or not. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking and screaming. Sit there, or eat or not, old lady. I want to sit up front. I cannot see you saying that to her. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead and say oh, that I have to tell you something. In joking, in joking, I would, and yeah. she would give it right back to me. Trust me. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She'll say I'm, to us. Do you want me to pull the old lady routine on you? She's uh-huh. very feisty. Yeah, she is. Put her on that omelet lady. She'll deal with her. <laughs> she would have the omelet lady crying. Yeah, the then you'd have the police there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was... Um, did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. It was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Give it a thumbs up. So cool. that is our report on the House of Blues Gospel Brunch. We are going to move on from that and talk to Miss Julie Martin with her final... Uh, segment in her wedding series. She's going to discuss honeymoons. These are always fun. I love <laughs> these. Because she always says things that make my mouth drop open. <laughs> like well, if you want toothpicks, it's going to be $4,000. <laughs> there are no prices listed on the honeymoon page. It's not going to be fun. When Disney's not listing prices, you know watch trouble. out. <laughs> yeah. If you have to ask. But you they do have a honeymoon it. registry, which confused me very much, but I'll get to that later. So, if you want to go on a Disney honeymoon, you have five different choices for the type of honeymoon that you want. You can choose exotic, luxurious, adventurous, relaxing, or distinctly Disney. 
What would you guys pick? I want to know. Exotic. Relaxing. It would depend on the day. Why can't I have all five? (laughs) (laughs) What are they again? Exotic, luxurious, adventurous, relaxing, and distinctly Disney. I'd take luxurious. Yeah, I'd probably go luxurious. See, I thought relaxing, too. It's your honeymoon. I'd probably go distinctly. It's your honeymoon. That's why I said exotic. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Walter. Never mind. (laughs) She said exotic, not erotic. Okay. (laughs) Just to correct you on that. So we're going to start off talking about the exotic. Now, they give you resort choices for each one. Um, They talk about the different dining and entertainment as well as recreation. And these are just mainly suggestions that they're making to you. The resort choices for exotic are the Polynesian, Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, or Pop Century. Since when is Pop Century exotic? <laughs> you get to stay in that one that's not built yet. <laughs> I mean, I understand they're trying to include... <laughs> the honeymoon for poor people. <laughs> at the unfinished suite. <laughs> at the Pop Century. Exotic at Pop Century? Yes. Or, or Coronado Springs. <laughs> Some of these confuse me, but, you know, whatever. Huh. Um, now, with dining, they do not suggest actual dining places. They say you can enjoy one of the out-of-the-ordinary dining locations, such as a Taste of Africa, which I'm assuming is Jico, the Pacific, or one of the 11 World Showcase countries at Epcot. These can be added to your honeymoon registry, any of your dining experiences that you choose. And then entertainment, they suggest going on the Kilimanjaro Safari, Cali River Rapids, or the exotic Razul experience at the Vista Spa on board the Disney Cruise Line ship. For recreation, the Dolphins in Depth at Epcot, which is an up-close and personal experience with the Dolphins, as you know. Um, Wild by Design at Animal Kingdom. It's a three-hour on-stage walking tour. And Victoria Falls at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, where you can enjoy a quiet moment and a drink. I'm sorry. I think these suggestions are kind of cheesy, you know? <laughs> you can go to Animal Kingdom and then a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, it doesn't sound like they're... These are things you can do yourself, you know. Right. right. Why exactly. would you have to register for them? I think they're making them, you know, trying to say these are the things that are more exotic to do at Disney World. Well, now, as a honeymoon registry, does that mean like a, 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 a regular wedding registry would be where people can buy these things for yes. you? Yes. Right. Okay. You will be able to visit the registry and apply gift cards towards whatever you have decided that you're going to purchase as far as dining or recreation and entertainment. Which is, it's very nice, yeah, it's but hey, they already gave you a bunch of money for your wedding, probably. I was yeah. just going to say, just give me money and I'll spend it wherever I want. Exactly. So, but moving on to the luxurious. Now, here you have uh, the Grand Floridian, the Yacht Club, Boardwalk Inn or Villas, the Vero Beach Resort, or the Disney Cruise Line. Um, okay, these make sense. Yes. Yeah. I thought these make much more sense than mm-hmm. the exotic ones. I would choose... Probably Grand Floridian if I were going to choose one of those. Um, dining, you can enjoy trendy California cuisine or dine in Victorian splendor. At any of the award-winning signature restaurants, your palate is sure to be pleased. <laughs> oh, my. I even rearranged some of this. I'm like, I can't say some of this cheesy <laughs> stuff. I've got to rewrite it. a gag a little. <laughs> Here comes um, her yogurt. <laughs> for entertainment, they suggest Cirque du Soleil, uh, a private guest relations tour at any of the theme parks, or a celebration cruise to see the fireworks. Um, I think those, especially the cruise, is definitely something luxurious because it is a little costly. And then um, for recreation, they recommend sailing on the Grand One Yacht. Very luxurious. Very nice. Or having a Castaway Key Couples Cabana Massage. Or a Citrus Zest Sugar Scrub. 
at one of the spas. <laughs> mm. I'm not sure I want to be scrubbed with sugar. <laughs> it sounds kind of rough. No, it's actually it feels really good. Okay. It is, but it's 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 really feels it's like oh, it's great. Now, for adventurous, your resort choices would be uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge or Villas, the Wilderness Lodge or Villas, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground, and the All Star Sports Resort. Okay, <laughs> you get one of them wide pads <laughs> at the campground. What was that? Adventurous and All Star Sports, huh? Yeah, that would be adventurous for me. <laughs> Especially since none of us really play sports. And the campground. The campgrounds. Would Here's be. your tent. <laughs> I think it should be called. That should be the roughing it honeymoon. Oh, here's my honeymoon tent. <laughs> Can you imagine the neighbors? <laughs> We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it luxurious too. We're gonna be a blow-up mattress <laughs> and soundproofing. <laughs> if the tents are rocking. Oh gosh! Now for dining, um, dine among the timber beams at the Animal Kingdom or Wilderness Lodge, and then you can conquer a never-ending buffet at an American hoedown. I'm assuming that's the buffet that you guys yeah. went to. It's when a prostitute falls. <laughs> the one Hold that down. you didn't like. Right? Hold down. No, Which, that, that sounds like the Hoopty Doo Review. Oh, okay. No, it actually sounds like Trails End. Yeah, that's what I was Trails End Buffet, yeah. Because Hoopty Doo is fun. Um, entertainment, they suggest riding Expedition Everest, um, going on the Jungle Cruise, or shop around downtown Disney. I gotta tell you, so far I'm not impressed with their honeymoon No, thing. It's I'm like, not impressed at all. I'm or like, or shower at the campgrounds. Wear your shower shoes on your honeymoon. I don't understand how shopping around downtown Disney is an adventure. I mean, I guess it, it depends could. on who you do it with. Yeah, it's an adventure in bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> and then for recreation, they suggest parasailing in the lake. <laughs> oh, for adventure! The Epcot Dive Quest, or you can have a shiatsu massage. And I say that right? Mm-hmm. I figured the spa man would know. That's correct. Shiatsu is correct. And then uh, moving on to relaxing. Although there are people who pronounce it shitsu, like the dog. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it said. I've heard it said a million times. It's not pronounced that way, but you oh, will different. hear people call it Shitsu massage. That's actually where they roll the dog. Up the <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> the dog pads across your back. But the pro- proper pronunciation is Shiatsu. So, um, the relaxing honeymoon. Your resort choices would be the Beach Club or Villas, the All Star Music Resort, Hilton Head, or Port Orleans Riverside. <laughs> That's a wide selection. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're really the club grasping at straws. Yeah, what do we have left? You can, yeah. stay, at the, you can stay at the beach club or you can sleep in your car. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hilton Head, I would say, I've never been. I know Anna and uh, her boyfriend Kevin have been, and they really enjoyed it. Um, it looks re- relaxing from photos and things I've read about it, but. Um, dining, you can find your rich furnishings and quiet surroundings at many of the tranquil dining locations, like France and Epcot. I don't really know <laughs> where you don't. Why do you, do you go to relax when you dine? Not really, right? Oh yeah, it's more of an activity. <laughs> we do that at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I consider I consider I consider going out for a fine dining experience to be relaxing. Yeah, sure. Great meal, timed right. Yeah, you know, take your time, enjoy, quiet, enjoy. Light music. Yeah. I guess so. I guess I never thought of the fine furnishings as being relaxing. I don't know. It's just weird. It is weird. So, entertainment, they suggest going to Typhoon Lagoon. Now, this is relaxing, remember? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> Illuminations, fireworks at Epcot, and the Beaches and Cream Soda Shop. 
Okay, yeah, they really. The, who I guess the if heck you just is, lay on the beach? At the I just I wonder who the heck is putting these together. Right. Like have you have you been to Disney World? Have it's, you been on a honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a checklist, and it's like we have to fit everything in. What category will it fit in? Right. Let's yeah. And check That's it I think exactly how this was done. Now for rec- recreation, they suggest uh, couples instructional massage behind the scenes at Epcot or a spa pedicure. Which, the first and last one sound relaxing. But behind the seeds, and there's a big price difference there. It's like six dollars per person to do the behind the seeds tour, <laughs> or a hundred dollars to get the massage. Yeah, and your husband getting his pedicure. <laughs> Corey, are you relaxed yet? Oh, I can't wait. Oh, and then finally we come to distinctly Disney, which would have been Kevin's choice. Now your resort choices are the Contemporary, All Star Movies, Port Orleans First Quarter. <laughs> do you want to spend? Seven hundred dollars an eight or eighty nine. Saratoga Springs or the Disney Cruise Line. Lansy package. Yeah. yeah. Um, dining, you can meet your favorite friends at one of the character dining experiences. Kevin, that's all they suggest. I can do that anyway. You think Julie's going to show up? <laughs> one of my favorite friends. <laughs> yeah. And then entertainment, they suggest Mickey's Philharmonic, Splash Mountain, and Cinderella Castle at the Magic Kingdom. Um, recreation, keys to the kingdom tour, or miniature golf. On your honeymoon? Yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't think going on a tour is romantic at all. I think I'm not have, thinking so either. And I think people have better things to do with their putter. <laughs> Especially on a honeymoon. Oh, my. Now, I'm going to talk just a little bit about the honeymoon registry. She's going to offer me these really great opportunities. You think I'm not going to take them <laughs> to make the cheesiest jokes I can think of? <laughs> So, you never disappoint. <laughs> with your honeymoon registry, you can book your honeymoon at a select Walt Disney World Resort hotel, aboard the cruise line, or at a Disney Vacation Club resort. Um, once you create a registry account and order the Disney gift card for your honeymoons, then you can go and select registry items to create a wish list of honeymoon experiences. So basically all those things, you can go and say, okay, I want to go on the Jungle Cruise. I want to do this or that, which... Jungle Cruise doesn't cost you anything unless you don't have admission to the theme park, I guess. So I don't really understand that. And then you can share your registry with friends and family, and they can contribute funds to the Disney gift card for the honeymoon for items on the registry. And then you can book your honeymoon experiences using the gifted funds on the Disney gift card. Is this another thing that we're supposed to be buying gifts for? (laughs) Like, is this an addition to a wedding gift? Because if I'm not going, I'm not paying. No, I think this is instead of instead of someone saying I'm registered at you know Tiffany, right. I'm registered at Disney. But it's really stupid. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's really. He's stu- been looking into it, Kevin. Really, it's really stupid because now instead of it being a fund, it's a Disney gift card. Right. So what's the difference between that and someone giving? He you also hasn't money? told you that Vera Wang is working on your wedding dress. <laughs> well, it's like people registered at Tiffany. We're much more likely to register at Target. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What are you going to have? Are you going to get a silver spoon and plate? (laughs) (laughs) While we're relaxing in our recliners. (laughs) While we dine. He has to have his Tiffany fine china. This is very weird. So it it struck me as very strange, but I wanted to talk about honeymoons because we've had people asking about them. So there you go. You can get more information. Uh, I think it's DisneyWeddings.com forward slash honeymoon. Or just Google Walt Disney World Honeymoon, and you'll be able to find the information. But good luck getting a price. <laughs> I'm assuming you have to go ahead and book. 
before they'll because they need to know what resort you stay at. Well, yeah, it sounds you know. to me like it's all regular pricing anyway. So you just use that towards purchasing those things. Go and make your own honeymoon. Put it together yourself and ask people for cash. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Honeymoons Pro- by John. Problem solved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bring your putter. Oh gosh. All right. Well, thank you very much, Julie. Thank you very much for the segment and the entire series. It was a great series. Great job, really. And you've gotten a lot of great feedback I'm on it. I'm glad that it's over. I enjoyed doing it, but I'm ready to get back to my store next, tours. Next, uh, I think, and I think there are a lot of people out there that are anxious for those as well. But the, you got a lot of great feedback on the wedding. Hopefully so a lot that of, helps someone out. So. I think you helped a lot of people out with next that. Next up, Disney divorces. <laughs> <laughs> They have themes too. <laughs> Mickey presides over divorce proceedings. The adventurous divorce. Bitter and mean. You get separate rooms at the All Stars. All right. Well, that is going to do it for that segment. It's also going to do it for our show this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed listening. And we will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks again for listening, folks. 